We're live. Hello. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season five, episode number six. Tonight's our songs edition, or we focus on the music. Andy, how are you? I am wonderful. And yourself? Good. Today's December 14th, 2023. We're going to do an album review tonight and talk about the various tracks on an album. The focus tonight is going to be Mr. George Thorogood, Andy. You know, so we know him from the Delaware Destroyers. We know him from George Thorogood and the Destroyers. Yeah, George Thorogood. Big, Big name, but we've never done an album review on him. He's starting his 50th year in music this year, so lots of big stuff for Lonesome George. So the album we picked is Move It On Over. And so we're going to do the album review tonight on that. I'll bring up the album cover here, Mr. George. There he is. There he is. I thought it was Mick Jagger at first. Yep. I mean, uh, yeah, Mick Jagger. Uh, I so pretty good about myself when I see uh, Lonesome George there. Thorough Good is always had some good songs, some good music. But this is just the second album. Andy, um, yeah, it was released in in 1978. Pretty, pretty ballsy for a guy in his second album to do all covers, all covers. And that's one thing that's always good about doing this is that I did not know that. Um, this, this album is considered blues rock and boogie rock, it's 38 minutes and seven seconds long. Once again, released 1978, November of 78, his second album. And these are all covers, they're cover yep. songs. Ten songs on the ten tracks on the album. And Andy, he goes way back, not just cover songs oh, know, he, from the from the 60s. Uh I mean we go deep, deep, deep undercover. We go deep, deep, and right off the bat, too. So let's start off with uh the track listing. Yep. Well, let's go through first the personnel, maybe. Yes. Because a lot of these we'll not know. You know, George Thorogood, everyone knows. He's very good on guitar, very good slide, slide guitar. Slide guitar is huge in vocals. Billy Blow on the bass. Jeff Simon, drums. And tambourine and maracas is Uncle Meat Pennington. Uncle Meat. Never never knew that, but, uh, you know, it's all basically bluesy, great, great guitar work, slide Slide guitar. Um, the album contains the album contains all cover material, and its title track, Hank Williams' "Move On, Move It On Over," received major FM radio airplay when released, as did the Bo Diddley cover, "Who Do You Love." Yep. Well, let's let's start it right off with that. The first song is the title track, "Move It On Over." Now that's in Hank Williams. That's Hank Williams Senior song yes. from 1947. Yep. Do you have any notes on that? Yes, I'll go through my notes. I got, I'm just going to kind of hit each song one by one here. It is kind of my homework assignment for the week is all this stuff. on. Okay, should I bring up your screen? No, that's fine. We'll, we'll use that as the uh, the thumbnail, maybe. Yes. Okay, moving on over. Of course, originally done by Hank Sr. Um, July 16th, 1947. That song was considered country music and honky-tonk. Um, you know, it just shows you George when he did all these really did it. But here's one great thing about the song. And remember, 1947. This is homework. This is school. The song is considered one of the earliest examples of rock and roll music. Now, this is Hank Sr.'s version we're talking about. Though many claim the song Rock Around the Clock, released in 1954 by Bill Haley and the Comets, 
was the first rock and roll song. It resembles moving on over as both feature some 12 bar blues arrangements with a melody starting with three repetitions. We're talking music talk here now. So that's how deep this thing went. So this song, which came out, what did I say, seven years earlier, it's considered more the first rock and roll song. And it was by Hank Williams Sr. Yeah, before Grand Ole Opry or anything. I mean, this yep. is way back. So Hank Sr., in a way, is considered that the first rock and roll song. So suck it, Bill Haley, in the comments. You know, I learned that as well going through this. I did not know that, you know, this song, first of all, came from Hank Sr. And it went back to 1947. And that's why I put this little plug in here right now. Unless this is your first time listening to this show, you know I am very passionate about my blues music. My, yes. So if you hear a little excitement in my voice I go through here, this is like, I'm going to be gone the next few episodes, guys. This is my Christmas present right now. So I'm kind of like a kid at Christmas right here. This is this is good. And, you know, this came out in 78. So it was a cover song from 47. You know, it's just. 40, 31 years before that. Yes. And, and how many cover songs are from that many years back? You know, cover songs are typically 5 to 15 years old, aren't they? Yeah. Well, this song, Moving On Over, was covered by uh, Grandpa Jones in 1947. Um Bill Haley and the Comets actually recorded a version of it in 57. Um, George Thurgood and the, the Delaware Destroyers on this one. And uh, Travis Tritt redid a copy of it with George Thurgood. And in 1999, it was on the King of the Hill original soundtrack for the show. Yes, that's right. So there. So good stuff. Now, the next song is another throwback. This is Who Do You Love? The original Bo Diddley recorded this in, in I think, 57. Uh, yeah, it was released in 56. Yep. 56, okay. Yep. Uh, Bo Diddley did this one. Uh, let's see, where was it? It was uh, concerned rock and roll and rhythm and blues, which was what Bo Diddley was. Uh, Bo Diddley was just great man. Who Do You Love is a song written by rock and roll pioneer Bo Diddley, recorded in 56. It was one of his most popular songs. Um, Who Do You Love was part of Bo Diddley's repertoire throughout his career. That was like his signature song. Um, what was the other note here? Uh, it was inspired um, by Muddy Waters in 54. The hit, I'm Your Hoochie Coochie Man. Pardon my language, our lady saying Hoochie Coochie like that. Yes. Um, sorry, Pastor. Um, so you'll hear Bo Diddley, uh, the songwriters was Bo Diddley, also known as Elias McDaniel. So here we are educating people again. It's an educational show, yes. His real name. Um, and a lot of these songs when they first came out were on 78s or 45s when they came out. It wasn't a whole album like now or a release on Spotify. Yeah, Who Do You Love came out in 56. Um, see what was the other note I had here? Uh, da, 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 da. No, that, that's all I had on that one, but um, this was kind of Bo's signature song. And when George redid these, he didn't really change too much how the song was done either. Yeah, he put in a little of his own on the lyrics, uh, just a smidge. Smidge more, a little more on the guitar, but it was basically the way it was. Yeah, very good. The next song is The Sky is Crying. That's a that's a Elmore James cover song that's five minutes yes. long. What do you have for that one? Yeah, Elmore James, Sky is Crying, Slow Temple. 
12 bar blues, uh, 12 eight time in the key of C. Again, here we go, educating. Now, a lot of these were all recorded in Chicago too at the time, Chicago real bluesy area at the time. Okay. Um, in 1969, Albert King recorded The Sky is Crying for his album Years Gone By. Unlike James, who played it on a slide, King used a fretted approach on the guitar. Stevie Ray Vaughan did a cover of the song. Um, so there you go. Uh, the sky's crying. Um, what was the other note I had here for? Uh, also, this is not the only song that he does by Earl James on this album. Yeah, Spoiler let's alert. do that. Do the next one as well. Spoiler alert. Um, that, that was the last song, I think. Wasn't it Rainbow? Yes. Uh, no, uh, New Hawaiian Boogie is number or 10. New Hawaiian Boogie, the last song. That, yeah. was also also uh, a James one, too. So, so James, he covered twice. All the rest of the album, there's yeah. he's been a cover of one one artist only, except for Elmore James, he brings two of them into the mix. Yep. So that's so that shows about Elmore James right there. If George did two of his songs, um, again, this is on Fire Records in Chicago, recorded Sky is Crying, very good song. Um, these are all really great songs, but this was kind of a nice slower temple song. Now, the next song is Cocaine Blues, a TJ Arnell Arnall, uh, yes, cover song. Now, Cocaine Blues. A lot of you will recognize it as the very famous Johnny Cash cover he did on the Folsom uh, Prison album. Prison. Okay. And very done done in the movie by uh, um, Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. Johnny Cash movie. So when you hear the song, it's very good. Um, the song is a tale of a man, Willie Lee, who murders his unfaithful girlfriend while under the influence of whiskey and cocaine. He flees to Mexico and works as a musician to fund his continued drug use. Willie is apprehended by the sheriff from Jericho Hill, tried and promptly sentenced to 99 years in San Quentin, but which Johnny Cash changes the Folsom in his song. The song was considered in 1947 as genres Western Swing and a murder ballad. Okay. I don't think we've ever done a murder ballad song before or album. No, no. So let's mark that off our list of things we've done. Um, Johnny Cash's version is considered rockabilly, but that's Johnny. Um, Johnny Cash's version, of course, he changed it to Fulton or to Folsom instead of San Quentin, and changed um, a couple other words just to kind of make it more Johnny-ish. Um, the only part that you might think Johnny changed, he didn't. In the original song, he was a man dressed in black. So, mm. now, uh, now the next song is called "It Wasn't Me." This is a Chuck Berry song, almost yep. four minutes long. What do you have for this one? I don't have too much on Chuck Berry because we, again, we've covered Chuck Berry on the show before. It wasn't me. Is a of all the Chuck Berry songs, I could think of a lot more. I wish he would have done. I kind of like it. he went deep on this one. Take this Chuck Berry song. Today. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, the old standbys, Johnny B. Goods, all this other stuff. He kind of went a little deeper because he kind of took everybody else's signature songs or more popular songs, but not for Chuck Berry. So if you're a Chuck Berry fan, you might recognize it. Or you, when you hear it, you go, oh, yeah, that was Chuck Berry. You know? So just give that a listen. Listen to Chuck's version first, though, just to kind of. Yeah, and that's and that's probably the, the homework assignment for all of these. Listen to the original first and then yep. the third good version. Yep. Next one is. 
that same thing by Willie Dixon. Willie Dixon, um, William James Dixon, uh, just passed away in 92. 92, that was like 30 years ago already. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, again, he did some work with Muddy Waters. Um, Mississippi area. He was born in Mississippi, so it has that sound again, recorded in Chicago. Blues, Chicago blues, rhythm and blues, and gospel is what this genre is. His Willie's genre was. You hear a little gospel blues in it too, okay. which was really kind of cool. Um, this version that Willie had was, or that George did of Willie's. Again, you hear really how the vocals in it. George kind of had some pretty good. A lot of these are Chicago recorded, so they all kind of have that same sound. But it's all guys from the Memphis, Tennessee area, or Memphis, Mississippi area, when they came up. Kind of a – this is, genre of blues was kind of like a, a Motown sound in a way, meaning everybody was from around the country, but they all came to Motown and recorded, so you kind of get that same sound. These guys were all in Chicago, had that same blues sound then. Now, back uh, then, they didn't have a lot of session. You know, there was no session no, musicians, no. right? So they, It was all the same guys. Okay. It was all your same guys, yep. After that, song seven is So Much Trouble. This is a Brownie McGee cover. Walter Brown McGee, yes. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, he was in a, uh, a little bit about Brownie McGee. During a blues revival of the 60s, so he was kind of when blues started coming back, he was still around. This gentleman just passed away in uh, – just passed away again, I see. 96. So a lot of these guys were still around after George recorded this too. Or had just passed when George recorded this. So they all got to hear it. So that's kind of cool too, I think, in a way that it was like, oh, these guys have been dead for 20 years. They're not going to care on doing their song. These gentlemen were all still around. A lot of respect. So that's kind of cool too they did that. Um, at the age of 22, McGee became a traveling musician working with the Rabbit Foot group, um, Blind Boy Feller. I mean, just some of these names these guys had for blues were just so cool, too. Just they're really cool. Uh, but yeah, Brownie McGee, Walter Brown McGee. Yes, that's a good listen right there on that one. Um, next, the next one like is it. I'm Just Your Good Thing. It's a James Moore cover song uh, yes he was born james moore but if you go deep in and you're looking you're looking for a slim harpo is who you're looking for on this one uh writing name of james isaac monroe was his uh pen name when he did it so you want to look it up you want to listen for it look for slim harpo um he was a swamp blues style they referred to him as Okay. Now here he's the exception. He passed away in 1970, so he's one of the few that were passed before the songs came out. But um, Swamp Blues, Swamp Blues, yes, good. another one we haven't covered. Good stuff. The uh, the last song here tonight for the review is "Baby, Please Set a Date." That's an old uh, Homesick James Williamson cover. Yes, Jim Williamson or Homesick James. Again, all these great nicknames these blues guys had. This is awesome. Um, as a solo performer, he recorded this for the Colt and USA labels in 62, including a cover version of Robert Johnson's Crossroads. So this guy did a Robert Johnson cover. You've heard me talk blues. 
Robert Johnson's like the Mount Rushmore for Blues. He's all four people. Period. So if you could do a Robert Johnson song from Crossroads, you're doing something right. And Thorogood picked up that song. You know, a musician who could do Robert Johnson. So that is pretty respectable and clear right there. Um, one thing about him again, his was uh or to have it his was just a regular blues. He wasn't a other type of he just passed away again, just 2006. So again, here's another man who 96 years old he passed, got to hear a good record of stuff. And the thing about Homesick James is when you look at his picture, you look up his stuff, kind of like uh Bo Diddley. What do you picture the old 80-year-old blues guitarist doing? Sitting in the chair with his fedora on and his guitar. That's what these guys were. George Thilgood, when he played his slide guitar, a lot of times you see guys that have a metal pipe on their pinky when they do it. But back in the day with these blues, you didn't have a metal pipe for that. You took the neck of a bottle and you broke it. You broke a beer bottle and just put your pinky on the neck of it and use that. Really? Okay. Again, education. We're trying to educate. Well, thanks. That's, that's, that's a great, we do uh, great visual. So I know a lot of these guys are probably a lot of you guys probably listen to this. You younger folk, it's winter break, Christmas break. You're not keeping your smart, keeping your thinking going here. But yes, so that's how they did that. But Thurgood took from all these guys. He didn't rip them off. He paid tribute to them by doing it. Um, he wasn't looking for the. Oh, I'll do this one cover, release it so they all buy my album. He did all covers. <clears throat> any any two of these songs could have been released and it would have been wonderful. Um, the first two he did though worked out great. Uh, the Bo Diddley cover was my favorite song on the album because Bo's just a, Bo Diddley is one of my guys too. Great stuff, great lyrics. So this was Joe, recorded in Dimension Sound Studios in Boston. I guess I didn't know that, but uh, was was. Uh, is Thurgood a Boston guy? No. I believe he is from Delaware. And actually, another side note about George Thurgood. He's a Mets fan. Oh, yes, yes. Well, yes, Delaware and a Mets fan. Okay, well, that makes yep. sense. So would you call this, Andy, would you call this a greatest hits, kind of a blues, boogie rock, greatest yeah. hits? Or is it not necessarily the greatest hits, but a, a tribute a version, album. a tribute. Yeah, I would call it a, a blues tribute album. Yes, that's what I call it. I call it blues tribute album. Um, and Thorgood, his music was blues. I mean, and a lot of his songs that were released were covers, or you'd think they were. Um, he did hand jive. He did one bourbon, one scotch, one beer. You know, so a lot of his other songs were covers. But his most famous song, Bad of the Bone, you hear it all in there. The blues and the gospel and the south, you know, the rhythm and blues. Um, very nice music. Um, and like we said earlier in the pre-production meeting, you kind of sing along a little bit with Thorogood, but you don't because you're not going to match that voice. You want to hear that guitar. And it's you just appreciate it, you know. Yeah, you um, don't you don't throw a, a thoroughgood album on to hear the drums or, or the bass, but it's no, the no. guitar is so is featured on these albums. Very yeah, good yeah. stuff. Yeah, great to just listen to. My gosh, he's a great guitarist. Um, 
don't try to do something else with this music on the background. We've mentioned that before. Like, oh, this is a great album when you're sitting around the fire with your buddies, or this is a great album when you're doing this. This is a great album when you're sitting there with your headphones on and you're just listening to music. Don't try to do anything else when you listen to this album. Just enjoy it. Yeah, it's good. It's some good stuff. Um, very good. And you know, the first two songs, you know, of, of course, the, the typical listener is going to know those first two, uh, but not pretty much those the others. If you're a blues fan, you might know some of the others, but yeah. And and I mean, as far as the songs released by yeah. Thurgood, it was oh, yeah. just those first two, and they got, like they said, you know, heavy airplay back then, too. This was FM radio staple kind of stuff. Very common, um, you know, you know, bar, bar uh, music, too, you know, uh, music. Yep. Yeah. The Thoroughgood version is very good. You hear it uh, at a bar. It's good, good stuff. Um, so that's what I took from it. I'm, I'm, I've got your notes here. That's good stuff. So this is your homework assignment for us to go through now. Listen to this. Listen to the originals first, then the Thoroughgood version. And a lot of these, like you said, Andy, have been covered multiple times by other artists as well. Yep. But George got own his own little version of this, his own you know his own flavor, and it's really good. Now, one thing that I see on the comments, yep, for people listening and, and people listening to this is that you never feel shortchanged with George Thorogood. You don't feel like uh, he just rehearsed it a few times and threw it out there. He, the amount of work and practice to get these songs just right, and the extra instrumentals and what whatnot, you don't feel shortchanged. Do you agree with that comment? Right. Yeah. He's not not as bad as Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits on being a perfectionist, but he takes this seriously. If you're doing a tribute album or cover songs, you want to do it right. You don't want to go, oh, yeah, we play that one a lot when we warm up. Let's record it. You hear bands have done that, too. Oh, we did a cover of this song, so we always played it when we warmed up, and we just kind of recorded it one day. Ha, ha, ha. No. He practiced these. He did these. He probably grew up learning them. That's how he probably learned the guitar was these are his idols, if you will. Yeah. Influences. So if you're taking a guy who influenced you in doing it, then it's you, know, you put a little more love into it. Now he was also a good uh, showman or a frontman. You know, they, you know, if you go back and watch some of the live aid concerts, yes. Thurgood's there. Yep. Uh, during live aid, 1985, 86, whatever that was, right. but uh, 85. Good stuff. Any other comments, Andy? No, like I said, just the only thing you want to do when you listen to George Thurgood is listen. Don't well, you're then, driving, just you're at home, you listen. Tune in and stay focused. Now, for the listeners out there, please remember, once again, leave your comments, uh, questions, or requests, actually, down in the comment section. We'll get to those on uh, future ep episodes. But this was pretty good. This was some good 1978 blues Yes, by Mr. Thoroughgood. Lonesome George. Lonesome George. All right, thanks. Thanks for listening. Bye.